Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast dedicating to highlighting on-screen talent and behind-the-scenes creatives from diverse and multicultural communities. I'm your host, Juan Ayala. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. Today, I'm joined by actor Colin McCalla, who you may know from SWAT, 911, and as River on Tyler Perry's Ruthless on BET+. Colin, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Quite a few months ago, I know the industry was in a very different place. Uh, back then, we were sort of at the height of the pandemic. So uh, how have what have you noticed that has changed in the last few months? No one's afraid to be outside anymore, which is, which is <laughs> nice. Um, just amazing to be in a world that feels normal again. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, I guess, production, we just we just finished uh, season three of Ruthless in April. And um, it was it was, um, you know, it, it was like we didn't have to stay in the bubble this time. Like we could actually like be in Atlanta and like live in the city, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. being careful. But like because the majority of the crew is vaccinated and I was vaccinated at that point. So it was like it just didn't feel as stressful as yeah. like the first time, like last year when it's like you're on set and you feel like you're so scared of getting fired by getting COVID by every second of every day. You know, it just feels like there's a little less pressure, um, which is which is super nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to see how that continues. Yeah. And I know you had a rather untraditional uh, audition process for this particular role on Ruthless. Um, So what can you tell us about that experience? Yeah. uh, So um, this is the only time this ever happened to me, but uh, so basically I, it just got one audition. um, It was like last July or last, like end of last June, sent it in, you know, didn't think anything of it. And then I got, uh, it, then I got the same audition again on EcoCast on, but it was, and it was just like no notes. It was just like the same thing. It just said like re-release, you know, River. And I was like, oh, so did, obviously they didn't find what they were looking for the first time. Do they just want me to do the same thing? Like, what? I was like, asking my manager, she's like, I don't know, just, uh, you know, do something. And I was like, okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it differently this time. This time I like threw on like a, a turtleneck and some glasses and like all of a sudden, like, kind of really fell into this character that um I ended up fully creating and it was a uh, and it was like and I don't even know what like if my if you know how how I can't I don't even know I can tell you what specifically I did differently acting wise but I think just those just those specific clothing choices put put me in a more grounded and specific state that I think ultimately led to booking which and that's crazy because that was the only thing I did it was a two p two page scene and then I ended up booking 29 episodes on the on the series. So it's just like yeah. it was just absurd. Like I, I I don't know how they trusted me with all the material, but uh, they did. And I like to think I did a good job. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I mean they clearly trusted your choices, and they're like, okay, this guy, this kid knows what yeah. he's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if I remember correctly, the role started as a co-star, as a guest star, and then ended up becoming a regular. Yeah, I mean, series regular ended up being series regular, which was, you know, incredibly unexpected and like just just a complete blessing. Um, I feel very mm-hmm. fortunate. And like even like season two, um, I was doing maybe like maybe one scene per episode or like one or two. But like going back for season three, like my role was there's a lot more. I had a lot more to do this time around, which was super exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, seeing I guess seeing the work I did the first time around, and I guess you know Tyler was 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 like liked what I did and was like, here, I had to do some more. And so uh, I got to now I'm like I feel like a really you know strong part of this strong part of the show now, which I'm super excited about. I'm excited for everyone to see. So if I remember correctly, you guys would really bang out filming multiple episodes in like a week. Yeah, I mean, I don't even I, I would even I would use even a more strong word for bang out like it's like it's it's unheard of like it's we do we I think the most we did was like 160 pages in a day. 
I think like, which is absurd because mm. you're literally doing like a, less than a 10th of that on a regular TV set, yeah. right? Usually like, it's up to 10. <laughs> up to 10, like max. So it's just like, it's just, you know, it's, it's a madhouse and, you know, we shoot a whole season of TV in two, three weeks and, you know, your brain gets fried, but it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a challenge and, you know, a good, uh, good way to exercise those muscles. Yeah. It's like a crash course in acting and filmmaking and everything all in one. Yeah. Yeah. Just fully like, you know, just gung ho. Don't be scared. You know, really, really actually helps you with auditions. Cause like, you're like, okay, first take. Yeah. You know, like let's, I'm ready. Let's do it. Because our show focuses quite a bit on, on diversity and on inclusivity and, and making sure to highlight people from multicultural communities. Uh, is there a performance that you recall from early on or even recently where you felt seen or represented? Growing up, I honestly have never felt like really represented on screen only because like I felt like I kind of existed in this like strange um, intersection of demographics. I mean, I'm, I'm half I'm half black, half white, you know, I'm mixed kid, but I don't necessarily look like either of those things. Like I look more Latino, which is like odd. And I just like never see anyone on TV that actually looks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but I but I will say that like the first actress that I remember being like, oh, wow, this is a person that like I kind of identify with and like I feel like she's doing really cool things like Zendaya just like seeing her um, perform and like be a vibrant personality and like, you know, just not having not feeling like tied down to her race or ethnicity, you know, I think that was something that like kind of was really cool for me to watch. Um, You know, we don't just just being like a person of color just that I can relate to, but also just not being boxed in by her, you know, ethnicity when she identifies that. Uh, Because unfortunately, the industry is still sort of, you know, as much as we're trying to expand on uh, diversity and inclusivity, it still is very much standards are still being put up in expectations of what one should look like, especially with people of color. Sadly, it's not uh, expanding as, as quickly as we would hope, but, you know, we're slowly moving in the right direction. So what's a change that you hope to see in the industry in the near future with things like diversity at the forefront? Um, I think there's this, there's this beautiful poem called, um, oh, I can't, I can't remember what it, I can't remember what it's, what it's called, but it's basically just about like, it's basically about a spoken word about like this guy being like, I want to watch a movie about, I want to watch a dinosaur movie. That's all black people. And the idea of it is basically like it's a movie about dinosaurs and everyone in it just happens to be black, but it has nothing to do with the fact that they're black. But it's just like, you know, it's just a, it's just a dinosaur movie. Where everyone, everyone has to be a black person, you know, saying? and I, I think that I I really like, you know, as much as like, you know, it's important to tell stories where, you know, race is a critical part of the of the story that we tell. And like, you know, for specific stories, you know, it's, it's important to. You know, highlight certain issues, but I think that what I am looking forward to is just telling stories with diverse people, like you know, diverse people with race, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, sexual orientation, you know, ability, all sorts of things. But just like not making it about that, you know, just like having these people here in in a story that's just normal, independent of their identity, you know. Right. Um, and I think just like more more stories like that, I think is something that I, I gravitate towards. There's a show that comes to mind, someone that we had on, on the show recently uh, called Dash and Lily. It was like a Netflix Christmas show. And um, the lead character and her family, they're half white and half Japanese. And the show had nothing or very little to do with their biracialness or 
Um, the fact that they were, it was a Christmas comedy, you know, it was a Christmas rom-com. It was just, they just happened to be that. And that was it. Like these people get to exist in this world and without explanation and without an excuse right. or, well, why is this family in this dinosaur movie black? It doesn't matter. Yeah, why are yeah. they white? No one talks about it when they're not, you know, like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Definitely wanting to, to, to see things move in that direction for sure. Yeah, exactly. I got to check. I got to check out that show. I haven't, I haven't seen it. So if you, in some back to the future type scenario, got to meet your 13 year old self and you told them that you'd made it this far, would they believe you? Uh, honestly, yes, because my 13 year old self was overly ambitious to a fault. Um, I just <laughs> like I, uh, I at the time I like wanted to be a public. I was I, th I thought I was about to be the youngest published author to ever exist. <laughs> I had like dreams to go to Harvard Medical School, all this, all this and type. And then I also like was kind of gassed up because that year I actually did my first musical called uh, Guys and Dolls. I played Nice and Nicey Johnson and I was mm -hmm. the. I was a seventh grader cast in a high school production hmm. and uh, which was like very lucky. Um, but then I ended up winning an award for it, uh, like a regional theater award. Um, and that kind of gassed me up. So at the time I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Good year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, but it's been, a, it's been a journey since then. And I think that I honest, unfortunately, if I put the thing is, if I, you know, it's funny, if I told that to my 18 year old self, I don't know if I would have believed it, you know? Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, the journey has been very up and down, but I kind of wish that I maintained that sense of ambition since, you know, mm. from, from a young age. Yeah, man, it ebbs and flows. It's part of the grind as yeah. much as we hate the grind. Yeah. <laughs> we have to learn to love it. I love it. And uh, what advice would you give to that 13 year old you? Just, just keep the dream alive. You know, I think I spent a lot of time um, doubting and, you know, once, you know, you kind of go into high school and start to feel peer pressure and whatnot and, you know, puberty and whatnot, you kind of start to doubt yourself and what you're good at and what you, you know, feel aligned with. And I think I spent a lot of time chasing something that wasn't aligned with me, mm -hmm. but because it felt like the more realistic and practical thing to do, you know, i.e., you know, getting, doing, doing math and like pursuing like an academically stable career, or whatever that was, you know, not, 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 not really what served me. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I wish, I wish that I just, I wish that I just kept that ambition here. Cause you know, who knows where I'd be, you know, if I was, if I, if I had that, if I had that same motivation from 13 to 23, mm -hmm. 10 years being like, yes, I'm about to be the best, the very best. And no one's going to stop me. Who knows? Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Uh, where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Absolutely. Please you can follow me on Instagram at JC McCalla at JC McCalla, M-C-C-A-L-L-A. -L -L um, don't really be on Twitter, so don't look for me on there. <laughs> Awesome. And you can all follow us at MediaVillage.com on Instagram. Thank you all for listening. You can head on over to MediaVillage.com for our latest reviews and interviews. And don't miss Colin on Ruthless on BET Plus as his character River. I'm Juaniala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.